It's about history. It's about preservation. It's about sense of place here on Eastern Long Island. With Esperanza Leon, I'm Erwin Levy, and this is Our Hamptons. Esperanza. Hello, Erwin. You know, um, ice boating was a thing out here. Yes, I know. Back when bodies of water actually froze. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to start at, from the beginning. But, you know, since you mentioned that, it really is true. Like, I mean, part of the demise, I'm almost, hey, Esperanza. We're working backwards here. Yeah, I'm almost, <laughs> we're, 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 yeah, I mean, wasn't that a song I'm walking? Oh, no, that was walking barefoot. I'm walking backwards here for a minute. I'm almost starting with the end of the story, how the decline of ice boating, which partly... You know, we were talking about this before we went on air, how we used to remember people skating on. Yeah. Now you have to go to like organized rinks, you know, but before you could just go to any pond. Yeah. I I, I mean, I guess you still can if you want to fall down into the middle of it. Right. Hey, um, by the way, you know, they used to harvest ice from these bodies of water, too. Yes. Let's not forget. that's, That's very true. So, I mean, as to the point, but again, we are we. We are getting ahead of ourselves. We're going to we're going to get to that, you know, in, in due time. But it really is true. I mean, so that's that's part of the story. But and I also want to give a shout out to the Watermill Watermill Museum. Hi, Rachel. Um, and about, you know, for almost the incentive for this story, I had always known about ice boating out here. But the Watermill Museum, which, by the way, is like a diamond in the rough. It's sort of a little off radar, but it's a terrific little museum. Yeah. Oh gosh. Real, yeah. Really sweet little museum. And uh, they happen to have an exhibit about this and it really terrific exhibit about um, ice boating. And it really rekindled my interest in it. So shout out to them, but I guess Esperanza, we should start in the beginning. Now look in the very beginning, ice boating, this is something that originated in Europe, Holland. I mean, we're not going to go back to the 1600s. Although we will Although say, that's where we really start yeah. here. It's our history, isn't that it? Is, that is also true. And and something you mentioned that uh, when we were off air before we started, how ice boating, I guess like any recreational activity, started as something to transport goods. And right. Goods practical, and functional. It was, yeah. It, it, it was a practical. To get around. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and those original ice boats, I mean, really, they were, uh, we'll get into a little bit later, you know, how they've evolved. But I mean, honestly, it was... It was literally a plank of wood with ice skates. I mean, I mean that's yeah, basically what it was. Or yeah, or like just a regular boat with blades or something, yeah, right? Cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean nothing. Yeah. It was it really was not all that sophisticated, like anything. Very technology. Yeah, mm-hmm. the technology with everything has gone off the charts. So now God only knows what we have to be aerodynamic. Are. Yeah, these yeah, days. <laughs> I, yeah. It, you know, it's a you know Wolfgang Hoppe and uh, you know East German bobsled number one. You know, I remember that. <laughs> You know, I'm like, more I Jamaican bobsled team. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, the you know the difference between first and twentieth is like six eighteenths of a of a second. You yeah, know, so yeah. because they're more aerodynamic. But in terms of ice boating, I mean, I guess the earliest recorded use, and and really the heart of it, is Meacock was Meacock's Bay in Watermill. This was really I don't know if it was maybe the proximity. Um, Meacock's Bay is very, very close to the ocean, unlike other bays, which maybe aren't 
as close. I mean, it was sometimes literally was a spit of land between it in certain parts of Watermill, but um, that's where really the biggest ice boating was. And to give you a little bit about the cast of characters, you know, and we'll go through this as we go along, Esperanza, we have names such as Hildreth, Topping, and Halsey. And Howell. I mean, that's another local, yeah. You know, um, really... These are these are the original settlers, literally, of right. this place. And when so, you say like Meacox Bay as the sort of the locus of this, it's like the recreational sort of sport competitive side of very, ice boating, right? Very competitive, which we're, we're gonna we're gonna touch on. I mean, these people, these people were serious. I I mentioned how back in the day when we used to have things frozen over out here, I remember my wife and I actually going to Meacock's Bay and yeah. we would watch these ice boating things. And I mean, it was, it really was a little bit of a spectacle. And I mean, I these bo- and these boats were fast. I mean, I've seen, yeah, I've seen the ones. If you have been to the Greenport Maritime Festival, they right. put on display all these different boats, uh, around that near the area of the of the uh, carousel um and i've seen the ones there and talk about yeah they they're like mach- like not machines but what should i say like a like a formula one racing car but know? yeah i know right? I mean, these, th- these things were you know fast and again like we were saying you know you know you know let's fast forward whatever 10 20 years later you know with the technology it's they're probably you know crazy fast but I guess it wasn't so in January of 1837 when Daniel Hildreth and Charles Howell sailed across this frozen bay, you know, in a boat that they built, you know, was constructed in Southampton. And by the turn of the century, and they were getting a lot of this information from a couple of sources, one of them, the actual uh, storyline from the Watermill Museum. But by the turn of the century, um, there were local residents taking this up. And 1927, the Meacox Bay Ice Yacht Club was formed and they had five boats and 12 members come 1927. So cool. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, really. In I the mean, roaring 20s. In the roaring 20s. And again, um, another recurring theme of our Hamptons, you know, put yourself into this time and place, 1920s watermill on Meacock's Bay, farmland, basically, you know, and just these boats going in the 1920s, fast as we're clean on our Hamptons. Heck. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm getting a load of the, like the geography here. And of course, Meacock's <clears throat> Bay is fairly sizable, but there's this little hay ground cove, um, yes. which is, I guess, the one that, that uh, Hildreth and Howell sailed across um, Correct. It was like a little finger off of Meacock's Bay. Exactly. So yeah. they, they 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 probably and we were talking about this previously. Again, Meacock's Bay's proximity to the ocean probably made it you know such an ideal ground. You know the, the ocean breeze going across the bay. I mean, must have been you know really perfect conditions. But you know, if we sort of fast forward a little bit, and we, we're going to have some specific timelines here. We're now going into really around. 1994, and this was from a New York Times article all about this, where the president of the Meacox Bay Ice Yacht Club, a man named Tom Halsey, and he was, you know, to, again, put this in some perspective, um, in 1878, 
his great great grandfather Lee Mule Halsey was sailing Meacock Bay. So I mean, this <laughs> so is a, cool. these are Halseys. They've been here. Oh, Watermill what, family forever and ever, forever yeah. and ever, yeah. for for and ever. But he was the president of of this, you know, Meacock Bay ice club and you know we're not going to get too deep in the weeds with um you know the boats the most popular one now is called the dn which stands for detroit news i mean i this is sort of what the models were back then you know in in the 90s but and a new dn then cost thirty eight hundred dollars so just to give you uh, a background of where it cost about 28 years ago but here's a good line that tom uh halsey said it's a totally weather dependent sport. Yeah. You know, I, I and I, I would need, say climate dependent now, right? Like climate <laughs> dependent now, you know, and again, um, ice boating is really probably very big. Uh, this is very funny. Excerpt from the New York Times, really pretty big in places like Siberia, Poland, right, yeah. Sweden, <laughs> Lithuania, you know, and there, and it really the is Arctic a, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> is a big, a big thing in, in exactly in you know in northern europe but um now here's a very another point tom made because again i've actually seen this you've seen it uh, as we were speaking in green in um in greenport um uh, putting this technology aside it's literally a boat on skates i mean let's just put it you know yeah. bottom yeah. lining it and now to explain this tom said the major difference between sailing on soft water and hard water. I love that whole hard water. Yeah, like hard that, water. That Halsey, Tom Halsey was the king of hard water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and, and 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 you know, to our our Hamptons audience, hard water is ice. Yes, okay. Exactly. I, I mean that's Soft hard water. Hard but, water. <laughs> but the point is, Tom is saying how you're sailing on soft water, there's give. I right. mean the, the boat is in water. Yes. It's not it's floating, it's not perched. For yeah. lack of a better term, on the ice, there's no give on the ice. So, and as he's explaining, when the wind hits the sail, it either tips over or going or goes very fast. Yeah. It's it's like squeezing a wet piece of soap, okay, which we've all done. Okay, right. so that's, I believe that. that. Oof. Yeah. So that's that's I guess the best, you know, the best the best description and. It, they elaborated a, a John Snow of Manhattan, a photographer and an ice boater. Um, he's commenting how what's needed is a rare combination of ice, wind, and no snow. Mm -hmm. And he shares his passion with his father-in-law, Bud Topping, who owned the Topping Riding School in Sagapon. Right, right. Wow, this is just... That's what I love about these. You know, like, it, it's... Yeah, we're talking about ice boating, but... We're really talking about the history of this area. It's community also, right? Yep, completely, completely true. I mean, it is totally about the community. And there was, you know, Tom mentioned this, you know, it's we. there were 12 members in 1927. There's, in 1994, there were 50 ice boaters that belonged to the Meacox Club, you know, in around 1994. And How, how very exclusive. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> apparently, I, I mean, you know, the look, the equipment... It's not inexpensive, and where do you I, I believe it? that, but yeah. frankly, I don't think I would want to put my my life in 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 that position. You know, uh, you know as I mean, are, yeah, I hard water and and blades. No, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I mean, Esperanza, if I if I walk out to my mailbox in the driveway, as I see, I take baby steps. So God bless <laughs> exactly. these people. You know, skating. You know, they on these boats going. God only knows how many miles an hour, but. 
it also wasn't exclusive to just out here. There was a big club up island, the Lake Ronkonkoma Ice Yacht Club. And it um, still exists, right? I it think. does yeah. still exist. Yeah. And um, so that does still exist. And that's way up island around exit 60 on uh, on the LIE. And, you know, he even talks about it. The the president of, of that club at the time of Ruben Snodgrass, hmm. you know, talking about it and how boats were also sailed by Franklin Roosevelt, his uncle, John Roosevelt. I mean, you know, this was, I guess, a little hoity toity also this kind of sport you know there was like sailing is in a sense i mean yeah yeah you know, it's a, a high-end sport right it's, in it, a way it, but but yeah. not i mean out here it was really it feels like it was for anybody because they I, just would make their own boats so i guess it like anything it becomes a thing <laughs> exactly and again it was it was about you had to really for lack of a better term not have much snow you mm -hmm. know that was that was sort of the key to it i mean there it was about the ice and then and not having of course of yeah it's like for ice skating you can't go ice skating on a pond you know exactly. with a foot of snow obviously Ex exactly exactly and we really shouldn't we should also not minimize these guys were super competitive like this was not um they were while sailing can be sort of leisurely these guys were competing um they were trying to they were racing I mean, it mm -hmm. wasn't, they weren't la lying. Remember this, it was almost, there was almost sailing. There's a little, I think a little more control. This thing is really flying, yeah. you know, on this, on this, on this hard surface, you know, but we have to fast forward a little bit more now in this episode. Now we're going to go into, and we have, we're going to go a little bit further in and then backtrack because there is a Hamptonization part of this story that has to be told Esperanza. It's not just no pun intended, all fun and games, but <laughs> and now by 2014, and this, this was an article I actually read on 27 East, Tom Halsey, who's now called an ice boat historian, I guess he was no longer the president of the club come 2011. And we're going to get to exactly why he retired competitively from the sport uh, a couple of years ago. And he, to our point that we were making, ice boating is fun, but it, is, it was the competition that kept us going. And mm -hmm. here's where it gets a little interesting. Um, and this is to the point of whether, whether the, you know, with the climate perhaps changing and everything else, the competition on the East End has waned in recent years with bays and ponds refusing to freeze over in the winter. And until this, this was February of 2014, he's writing this. Um, until last week, boats weren't on Meacock's Bay since 2011. Yeah, so no, and it hasn't been. It's not been cold. You know, everybody complains about how cold it is every winter. And we have a pretty moderate climate, but definitely I remember winters being much colder out here. It, 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 I completely. And again, just the the um, the skating on 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 the ponds and everything else. And you just uh, yeah, really... ice fishing on Gardner's yeah. Bay. It, 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 exactly. But just again, this is and that's him. and that's salt water, by the way. Right. So that's that, yes. <laughs> right. Right. And, and, you know, like Tom is saying, you know, just talking about it in retrospect. And don't worry, we have a plan with where we're going here because we're going we're going to tell you part of the reason why this sport 
is basically non-existent. It's not only about climate change. Um, You know, Tom is describing how this was a very physical, very serious sport. And when you get to the level where these guys were, um, they weren't fooling. You know, as we said, they were they were in it to win it. And, you know, these events on Meacox Bay, it was covered in Sports Illustrated. I mean, these things were really, you know, this was this was the real this was Co- really covered in Sports Illustrated. Uh, there was mean, actually like yeah, putting it, this on the map. It's, it, 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 it's it, incredible. It, it really did not to reminiscent mention... of the of the racetrack in Bridgehampton. I mean, it's just like, you know, wow. But according to Tom Halsey, and again, we're talking 2014. Now, this is a quote, the heyday of the sport has passed. And quoting Tom here, I wouldn't say it's dying, but it's diminishing over the past 15 years. And it isn't necessarily ice boating that is dying, but you know the DN class, the Detroit News class and competition are dying because the uncertainty of the ice isn't something that most of these top competitors have patience for. Hmm. So I guess they went sort of elsewhere where the where there was ice right exactly yeah exactly but to restore the faith a little bit before we get to sort of the beaten potatoes of this story esperanza uh tom is describing how that past sunday when they did get a little ice we're going back to a sunday in february 2014 you gotta love this the seventh generation of halsey's hit the ice Spiked shoes, laced up, snowboard goggles on, seven generations of Halsey's ice boating. That's terrific. That is a great story. Now we're going to put the down our Hamptons voice on. (laughs) (laughs) Because (laughs) there's always a series. There's always. yeah, Esperanza, it's funny when I was researching this a little bit. Um, you know, yeah, I just like literally punched it like Meacock Sailing Association. Okay. And there was a Facebook page that came up oh, know, wow. in, in yeah. Google. Okay. Yeah, yeah. On Google. Okay. And then I. You got I, excited. I, and no, then... I got excited. I said, well, maybe, I, you know, this, this story could now, you know, we could really talk to somebody. And it was gone. The Facebook page was gone. There was a website, Meacock Sailing Association, gone. Now I'll tell you a little bit about why it's gone. It's not going to be pretty. I'm looking at Esperanza now. I'm, I'm telling you, her she's the smile is sort of fading a little. Yeah, <laughs> you know, shaking uh, my head. Shaking, a little <laughs> head shake going on now. And um, all right. And Esperanza, how about if I start it with this? And this is a direct quote from the Wall Street Journal article of February 2011. And this is the time, remember that article, we were just talking about February of 14. 2014, Tom, right, right. And Tom Holzer yeah. was talking about three years ago. Okay. All right. You know, I probably don't need to go much further than this first sentence, Esperanza, but I'll just read you the first sentence of the Wall Street Journal article, okay? A group of Wall Street executives and high-powered attorneys in this mansion-lined Hamlet's Ham- Hamptons Hamlet is trying to block plans to revive an old neighborhood sailing club shuttered in the early 1990s. Okay, so the club was shuttered in the early 1990s. Again, the Halseys obviously were still out there, but the club sort of fizzled out. Um, but, And I told you this before we started. And I, and and, and go ahead. just a second, because 
you say club and you think, you know, like is Shinnecock club, you know, right. golf club. It's you, you went to this place, right? You've been As, to this I, location. I, I saw this location. You saw this I saw structure it and building, I saw the, and I saw, there boathouse. Were what is the, it? <laughs> at the time there were pictures of it, you know, and like, you know, you, again, um, if you create a visual in your mind of the Meacock's Bay Ice Yacht Club, especially the, the Hamptons Meacock, vision, oh, right? The, or the Meacock Sailing Association, you're, you're, this is like a, this is like a New York Post page six. We're going to see, oh my gosh, oh, yeah. Esperanza, it was a shed. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, it was a, it was a shed. Good old and, our Hamptons. Uh, yeah, it was literally, our, it was, Hamptons. our, it was a shed and literally a shed, maybe, maybe a, a bigger than an average shed. Maybe it could, but it was all intents and purposes was sort of like a shed with like a sign, the kind of sign it was like if you found it at a yard sale, you'd pay anything for it. Sort of like peeling, paint. peeling. Just, yeah, 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 I just the, the pantina, the patina of the sign was just priceless, you know. But anyway, the opponents filed this lawsuit against the town of Southampton and a local nonprofit, arguing that the club operating out of the shed. I'm telling you, the shed that the shed where I keep my <laughs> my 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 garden hoe is probably bigger. I'm not kidding. All right, um, because it was going to bring noise, traffic, and pollution. 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 All right, Esperanza. These are so, the same the same people trying to keep an airport open, right? I yeah. Mean, right. Right. Sorry, right. I shouldn't uh, touch it, on that subject. Oh, no, yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> <clears throat> That's code. Um, <laughs> but okay. Pollution. And this is a point Esperanza and I were talking about before we got on the air. Esperanza, let's play. Let's play a little quiz. Uh, here's a quiz question. Esperanza, does an ice boat, an ice yacht, uh, whatever you want to call it, does it have an engine? Uh, uh, knit. Yes. <laughs> no. Uh, it, 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 it's powered by wind, in other Nine. words, right? Yeah, really, right. <laughs> ne negative. None. Negative. No, okay. Okay. It's powered by the wind. So the noise emanating from an ice boat is whatever sound the wind makes when it hits the sail. Yeah, and the That's blades the on the ice and maybe some, you know, random yells from the crew, you know. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, Joe, man. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, seventh generation Halsey. We're having a great time right. here. Yeah, and, and, and lots of spectators, by the way, obviously. Yes, including my wife and I. Yeah. At, at a certain point. Okay. So yes. Yeah, I'm being sarcastic. I, I know you were, but I, I, but I'm answering it in legit answer. Because yeah. I like really, two people. <laughs> we really, right. We really did because it was, it was very cool. But anyway, um, so the detract, the detractors included leaders of New York businesses. I, I, I don't want to even give the, I don't even want to mention these names. They were, you know, a couple of CFOs, you know, partners at law firms, whatever, Absolutely none of this is necessary, the Meacock's Bay Civic Association wrote in an August letter to then Governor Andrew Cuomo. And it was reviewed by the Wall Street Journal. And this is and elicited no response from that Governor is, Cuomo's that, office. That is that is correct. No response. So and um Jeff Mansfield, I'm going to quote him. He was a former member of this old sailing club who was leading the efforts to revive it. And, you know, 
this is a term that 10 years ago it was here, 20 years ago it's here, it's still here. It's Jeff become said, an acronym. It has become an acronym, Esperanza. And yes, Jeff, this is, and this is his quote, this is not in ba my backyard mentality at its worst. Yeah. Let me give, Esperanza, I'm going to give an Our Hampton sigh now for a second, okay? Okay, that was a sigh. So it was a big sigh, yeah. That was a big yeah. sigh. It I mean, I'm almost sigh. about to cry. <laughs> yeah. It, we, we Some of these stories in our Hamptons, I mean, you know, it's, we, we talk about this all the time, Esperanza, how some of them are really light and funny. and But these kind of, these stories are just, and unfortunately, they're not far and few between. Like this is, it, 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 these, these stories are redundant. Yeah, because, you know, the, the thing, and the thing that really gets me about this is that, like I said before, this is community, right? This is about community. And so it is the, yet again, another occasion of eating away, like wiping out yes. the the sense of place, mm -hmm. you know, a term that we like to use, a phrase that we, we use. Um, and for whose benefit, really? To, to prevent the noise, traffic, and pollution? For- I mean, I, I, Honestly. Yeah, they're, 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 the they're, houses that probably were empty most of the year as well, what, and, and in what, this time of year in particular. Exactly, <laughs> and what and and again, okay, what noise other than the driving to the parking lot to get park the car, pull the boat off if it, they're put a, pulling it on a trailer? There is no pollution associated with it unless you right. Was there the, a parking issue? I mean, was there like I don't know. Well, just... well, the saga began, you know. Um, you know, now I'm, I'm according to Jeff, this is Jeff Mance. When Jeff Mansfield and other former club members and residents decided to form a nonprofit association to revive the old Necox Bay Yacht Club. And this is, remember, going back to the beginning of this podcast, 1927. That's when, it, if I'm not, if I have my number right, mm -hmm. that's when it started, 1927. Mm -hmm. So this is, we're in 2010, you know, 2000, it, this shut down in 1990. Right. So these people, Jeff Mansfield and a few others, were trying to revive it circa, let's call it 2009, 2000. Right, like nearly 20 years later. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. Mm -hmm. that, that, that's correct. So um, that's where, that's where, it, that's where it was. And the new site would be on the abandoned, overgrown site of the old club and they and who owns that land uh that part is not clear unless we find it as we continue to go along yeah, I could like not that's find... the part that i don't really yeah understand. i i that i i oh wait I... no here it is right here uh it's it's town owned the town oh, it is town owned. Property. Okay, yep. all right. yep. which would make sense because the lawsuit went to the town went also. to the town right right, so, right, right right very good very good excellent detective work esperanza <laughs> uh you know she, she does more than just i have that. eyes <laughs> she does have eyes but thank you for that that was and, and again now these this group uh they dotted all their eyes they obtained the permits from the dec the new york state department of environmental conservation and the town which yes owns the property and the town could move forward after the town the project could move forward after the town issued a license to operate the club right right and which is and you know this else. is great because it's a public use for a town-owned property which clearly should have a public use and to the exact point you made about sense of place and about history and everything else um this is from the article in the Wall Street Journal and dating back to the 1900s, 
the Meekox Yacht Club served as a summer hangout for children who wanted to learn how to sail. Right. And now Esperanza, we were talking about the little shed that I saw. And he, let me give you the description because my shed description was absolutely accurate. <laughs> okay. Because I love it. I, I, okay. It was operating out of a 15 by 20 whitewashed wooden cottage. Esperanza, these people have closets bigger than this thing. Yeah. Okay. No, they're, the, they're their opponents. primary bedroom is that yeah, their size, primary yeah. bedroom closet yeah. Yeah. is probably bigger than this white. Do we do we sound critical and snarky? I let me no, we let me you're you're right. Let me let me scale back. You're right. Uh I can't scale back. This is no. who we are. This is who we are. <laughs> who we are. Okay. And again we're not what, what this is a conversation this is a conversation, folks. We're not where we're I guess we are editorializing. This is sort of like, you know, our opinion. But I mean, OK, there's two, you know, there's two sides to every story, I guess. But anyway, Esperanza, I love this line in this in this article, because this is really, again, to the point you're making about sense of place and everything else. So they were operating out of this 15 by 20 whitewashed wooden cottage. This place was precious. I'm telling you the, the, the beat up sign, the whole bit. How about this line, Esperanza? It was one of the few places kids from the area's farms would mingle with families who spent the summer in the Hamptons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, that's everyone could congregate. It wasn't just for one, you know, one or another, right? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. That's yeah. that's exactly right. So that's sort of what was happening here. And, you know, again, you just... There was a lawsuit, you know, and you listen to the some of the other people right now. It's a beautiful. This was a quote of a resident who lived on Bay Lane for more than 30 years. It's a beautiful, precious resource. Many enjoy passively and we're concerned it will end up being congested. Why make a greater use of a very fragile community resource? Why make a greater use of a very fragile community resource? I had to say that again. When there could be other places a sale club could be operated. But it was already located. there. Didn't we just make that point? Since 1927. Right. Right. When Babe Ruth hit 60 home runs. Okay. <laughs> That's how long ago it was, Esperanza. But we're not a sports podcast. Uh, we're not a sports podcast. Not, not really a political one, but you sometimes you wouldn't know it. <laughs> but, okay. So to start wrapping this up, okay. The Sailing Association at that time wanted to raise money to clear 1,800 square feet of overgrown brush and rebuild the rickety shed in wooden boat racks. Sailing lessons would be open to all, 16 shared boats available to members, a small fee would be charged, and the accommodations were spartan. No electricity, no plumbing, no bathrooms, no additional parking spaces. Esperanza, this was benign. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Truly. Clearly benign. Okay. And again, like to the parking issue, I see there's a quote from a flyer circulated yes. regarding, you know, opposition to this, right. which is dear Bay Lane resident, do you want 200 cars on Bay Lane and the noise and activity of a 200 member yacht club, 200 member yacht club? Come on. Really? Anyway, yeah. Really? 
That's you know, and, and, and opponents hip. offered yeah. to find uh, find another location that Halsey's were sailing from in 19. This is re really I. I the more you read it, the, the more, more the more I read. <laughs> the more I'm, I'm, I read you guys. I admittedly, Esperanza and I are looking at each other from our respective houses on Zoom. But I'm telling you, I'm ready to throw something at the at the screen. Okay, <laughs> I, I, it's really it's really getting my gander up here. You know, I mean, what sense of place, history, yeah. everything, right? And again, Jeff Mansfield. The club would be for those in our community who are not fortunate enough to live on or near the water, own a boat, a trailer, or afford expensive mooring fees or private yacht, yacht club dues. And I love this, Esperanza, Jeff Mansfield. Part of the draw, he admits, is nostalgia. He wants his three children and those growing up around Southampton to share in his experiences. Learning how to sail. Let me get... Uh, Esperanza, can we please uh, Esperanza? This is really should be Esperanza's line, but I'm so selfish I have to read this because I'm infuriated. <laughs> Sorry, I know the I know I know the crowd really wants you to read it, but to share his experiences, learning how to sail, and becoming part of the community. Right, right, yeah. I mean, that's how I that's how I feel. You know, I've shared that with you and probably yes. our audience here. That that is how I feel about living in Wainscott and having my children go to the Wainscott school and experience something that, you know, like sort of a way of life that I experienced growing up in East Hampton. That's right. In and the seventies. And, you know, and, I, you know, and I remember in the episode we did on Wainscott, you stated that so clearly, Yeah, you know, I remember it vividly, how it was important to you for your children to have you know, that, that resonated with you. And again, it, it, it's analogous what Jeff Mansfield is saying. This this is, is very much the same kind of issue. And Jeff is still has his 1976 sportsmanship trophy and his blue and yellow flag from the old club. Development is spreading and things are changing, he said. This is a good place to start wrapping up. We're just trying to save a little slice of history. That's all it's about. So, so curious, since I have not been to this location, does that little, I mean, was that torn down? To the best of my knowledge, this place no longer, and this club no longer exists. Right. I'm sure the club no longer exists. I'm just wondering, since it's town-owned property, like what the, what I, that... I, I don't know, Uses, but I, I, yeah. I, I will tell you, I, I should really do a road trip next time yeah, let's, to the West. And, and we really should all that. and invite our, our listeners to do the I, same, and, right? And, and that, but I mean, I'm telling you, I remember that building. Go I mean, park so, your 200 cars on Bay Lane. Two, I mean, 200 cars. <laughs> I mean, they had racks. This was, this wasn't a jet ski launch. This was ice boats. And, and sailboats. Right. And sailboats. And, but to wrap this up, I have to tell you this, Esperanza, this story even made the Daily Mail, the newspaper in Great Britain in 2011, because, you know, anything Hamptons apparently has cachet makes global and, news, uh, yeah. makes global news, no and matter how ridiculous it, it is yeah, and how detrimental it is to our Exactly. Community. So, uh, so it's. I would probably have to say I'm going to make an I know assuming can be dangerous, but um, I don't know if. Jeff Mansfield's three children ever experienced what seven generations of Halsey's did. Mm. Yeah. 
Well, clearly the Halseys aren't doing it either. So no, yeah. exactly. And yeah. um, it's a good thing that we're wrapping up and this wrapping up is yes. right around yes. happy hour because I'm going to go. <laughs> I, I may, I may, I may not get my usual. Story. Wait a minute. Yeah. Or when it's 10 o'clock in the morning, come no, on. That, that's I'm not kidding. true. That, that's not true, folks. <laughs> Not, that's not true, but it, but it, it it is it is uh, I think four twenty or so p.m. and that really is sort of sort of happy hour. And I do have a really a fresh four pack of Springs Brewery in my fridge, so I may Ooh. be going to that. So, uh, uh, yeah, that we may be hitting hitting that soon. But uh, Esperanza, yet again, really another fascinating story. Thank you uh, for bringing this, uh, Erwin. I you know I really didn't know this history of 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 that particular area so it's and i'm sorry i missed the exhibition yeah. thank you watermill museum for, thank, for yeah. presenting that big thank you to the watermill museum for doing that and uh, again great little museum for any for anyone please uh, stop by there it's really it's really terrific stuff yeah and now can we save the old um the old penny candy shop could we please oh, come on uh, watermill that, that, that esperanza that may, may, may be one of our next episodes let's do it okay Terrific. Thank you so much. Thanks, Erwin. Always a pleasure. Pleasure was mine. Thanks so much for joining us. New episodes of Our Hamptons are released every other Tuesday. Find them wherever you get your podcasts.